This episode of Quite Unusual is brought to you by author E.S. Kern in the release of his highly anticipated sequel in his book series, Spirits of Salem. Spirits of Salem Book 2, The After, continues the story of Sybil Aldgate, a young hedge witch descendant from the witches of Salem. This time, Sybil is back, stronger and feeling more confident than ever in her evolving abilities. Following her showdown against the witch-killing shade, Sybil Aldgate was freed to go about her life. Still struggling with the loss of Amara Baker, a loved one from his past, Aiden asked Sybil to fetch her, as she had done so many countless times before. However, this threatens a wholesale breach in the after's veil, a barrier that separates the world of the living and the dead. A strange and dangerous new entity now stalks the burgeoning hedgewitch, seemingly hijacking her newfound powers to cause harm to others. How long until the veil finally breaks? And can Sybil stop it before this new enemy destroys her for good? All will be revealed in time. Available on Amazon and Kindle, March 2022. The first of the series, Spirits of Salem, The Shade, is available now. Where will you be when worlds collide? Quite unusual. Well, hello and welcome to the first ever episode of Quite Unscripted. Unscripted. Should we make a new intro song? Uh, that seems like a lot of work. I know. And like, also, I don't know how. I could probably redo it. Although when I made our intro song originally, I was very wine drunk. So I don't know if I can recreate it unless I get the right amount of wine in my body. This is going to be like a scientific experiment and we're just going to keep feeding you sips of wine and seeing if you can recreate the song. Isn't that in a movie or like or a show or something where they need to like they have to get the guy like super fucked up to like remember where something is. It's in some movie. I can't think of it. I don't know, but that just sounds like a Thursday for me. Yeah, it's like oh, god damn it. And then they do and then he just becomes, "Oh, I know. It's fucking beer fest." Oh, I never saw beer. When they, he like, um, the one brother, he gets really drunk and then he needs to get drunk again in order to like find the secret. That's amazing. Place wherever they are. Yeah. It's totally beer fest. Well, I've never seen beer fest. What? But I do love the scientific method. So let's, yeah. uh, let's get to recreating baby girl. Let's do it. I'm going to start this intro over again also because this don't, is going to be very confusing. Don't restart it. We're not editing any of this. Uh-uh. So... Hello and welcome to the first ever episode of Quite Unscripted. It's all unscripted. A new series that we're doing because honestly, it's cheaper than therapy and a little easier to get away with than murder. Yeah. Yeah. So we're sure that you've noticed that our releases lately have been like super erratic as of late. Yeah, we've skipped a couple a couple of weeks. So let's not talk about it. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And honestly, it's because like life has just been super busy. Shit's been going down. Yeah, the tables have tabled and uh here we are. We are here. And we live together now. So. We do. We do. We totally well, I mean, take back the pineapple thing and we can continue to live together. <laughs> I will never take back the pineapple thing. I will die on this soapbox. That's the term, right? No, it's... Right? Does, does soap come in boxes? Yeah, when you like, you want to like 
say something important, you stand on a soapbox, like oh. Harvey Milk stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But the phrase is, um, you'll die on this hill. I will die on this hill and this soapbox. You're going to put the soapbox on the hill and die on top I of will that? Die. I will die on top of a soapbox on top of a hill. Um, yep. Yes, I have gained so much respect for you because I, too, would like to die on a hill. In the soapbox. I don't care about the soapbox. I just want to lay on the ground and let bugs eat at my flesh until I'm nothing but a pile of bones and a memory. That's fucking dark, but all right. And I will do that because I believe that pineapple belongs on pizza. And that's my mm. final stand. That's one of the biggest debates between us. That's like our biggest argument, I would say. Yeah, it's a civil war. It's, it's exactly like not. the plot of um, uh, Captain America Civil War. But yeah. with pineapple, like, but pineapple on pizza is the, <laughs> the actual plot. I can't even remember what they fought about in that movie. I don't know. I, I know I saw it, but like, I truly just don't care. Wasn't it pineapple? Yeah, on pizza? you know what? I don't, yeah, I think it was pineapple I on pizza. So. Yeah, I think that's what civil wars are about usually. Yeah. Mm. So, anyways, back to it. In an effort to get back on track, which we are clearly very good at staying on track. And to give all of you gorgeous, beautiful little baby geniuses the proverbial sharks with laser beams attached to their freaking heads, freaking heads. that you so desire, we are going to be shifting a little bit and doing a once-monthly show where we, I don't know, what, chit the chat and shoot the shit? Yeah, a little bit of both. And also maybe just talk about previous episodes that mm. we've done, sort of like end-of-the-month, like, monthly wrap-up of all, all of the shit that we've given you yeah like a root and toot and, and it's there are cats hissing in the other room our children are fighting but it's a it's a way for us to not have to do research and i guess in return you guys get more of us our personalities if that's what you guys want i don't even know if you yeah. want that but yeah but you're getting it in true us form we did do research for this because we did we, we actually can't not do research yeah, we were like we're just gonna sit down no script we're just gonna talk and then for about two hours before this episode we did research we did research so <laughs> which seems pretty on brand because we can't not deliver the facts yeah yeah so um i guess as always we are your hosts to again the very first episode of quite unscripted quite unscripted i am noelle and i am nicole and i say we just uh start talking uh stop editing yeah there's gonna be uh not so much editing in this yeah. i'm gonna try I've... i'm going to try but in typical us fashion <laughs> typical, yeah I, I mean if i i don't know we'll see what happens yeah we'll see what happens we're just gonna go for it all right let's see what happens gonna go for it uh. So we have some little notes here because, again, we can't not write a script of some sort. Yeah, we've got so many notes. Um, I wanted to do a little housekeeping, if we can. Mm -hmm. uh, for those of us on Patreon, those of you beautiful sweet babies in our coven, our closest little friend circle, mm -hmm. um, or those of you that maybe want to join, we are starting a new series where we are going to read the Grimm's Fairy Tales. We are. What should we call the series? I don't know. The only thing I can think of, and I don't know why, is that episode of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia where they play uh, Flip Cup and they call it Flipadelphia. And for some fucking reason, I keep thinking Grimadolphia, <laughs> which makes no fucking sense. So let's not call it that. But in my head, I'm chanting it over and over, just Grim, so you know. Grim. Grimadolphia. Grim. Grim. Grimadolphia. Oh, we should shout out um, the person who crafted the name for this. So actually, we 
floated this idea um, on our Discord because if you're on our Patreon, you can join our Discord and it's just a bunch of cool people who yeah. just talk about whatever basically yeah. during like, the day. Like if you want to text us, yeah, join the Patreon. It's like $2 a month. You can join our Discord yeah. and we literally text on there all day, every day. And we were like, we're going to do this new thing, but we don't have a name for it. And we were just going to call it a fireside chat. Mm -hmm. But then we had one of our coven members, Katie, come up with a way better name. Yes. So shout out to Katie for coming up with Quite Unscripted. Yeah. Very cool. Very, very cool. So thank you so Big much. Big thanks to you. Um, also, we are going to put on our Patreon a video of us carving pumpkins and drinking drinks and eating pumpkin seeds. Well, yeah, we totally meant to do that before Halloween. Yeah. But like we said, life gets in the way and life has been fucking beating our asses. Yeah. For like the last, I don't know, three two, two months. Two months. Two months I'm calling it. Yeah. So life mm. has been um pretty fucked. She's been unkind. So so we honestly didn't have time to do that. But we have pumpkins. Mm. I love pumpkin seeds. Yeah, yeah. We must carve. We yes. must cook. We must carve. And our patrons, you can get a little glimpse and see see us do that so yeah. hang out with us while we carve watch pumpkins. out for that also we are officially doing no november november <laughs> yes so november doesn't exist this year no yeah. thank you we're not doing it uh no. so happy october 37th everyone yeah it's october no too november like really is it even a month it's not there's one thing that happens and it's thanksgiving and like should we even really celebrate thanksgiving no i mean no, but i do love shouldn't. love stovetop stuffing yeah. Well, I mean, the food's great, but let's just call it like... Food's giving. Food's giving, yeah. Food's giving in no November, November. Yep. Yeah. Two October. Halloween Two October. Two October. And then that would make December, October, Tokyo Drift. Yeah. <laughs> it definitely lives up to it. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of, yeah, a lot of crazy things happen. And then Vin Diesel always shows up in the end. Tokyo Drift? <laughs> Tokyo Drift. Heard it here first. Yeah. Like Tokyo Drift. I mean, it it has a nice ring to it. I, I I think we should go with it. I think I think we have gone with it, and here we are. It is here. Yes. I'm. <laughs> all I want to do is make new merch, but I don't have time. And now I want to make like, Tokyo Drift. Tokyo Drift with like Santa like <laughs> drifting, <laughs> in his sleigh. Oh, dude, tight. Or like maybe like I don't know. Like an actual like cool car. <laughs> no, I think this. I think it has to be the sleigh, or it could be like, uh, like exotic car in like the form of a sleigh. Like okay, it looks okay. like the body. Uh, the body of it is mm. made to look like a sleigh. <laughs> Cats are trying to get into this room, and all I see is, is a killy. I just see an killy. orange paw. Killy, you can do it. Mommy believes in you. Abra believes in you too. Oh, you can do it, Kelly Poo. She's doing it. Oh. <gasps> Anyways, speaking of movies. Yeah, yeah. A movie that we've been talking about. Actually, I think on our last episode, you brought it up 
with feral children. Oh, wrong turn. Wrong turn. We watched it last night. We did watch well, it. You watched it last night. I commented. I on watched it. the first part of it, and yeah. then you came home, and then you finished it. Yeah, yeah. And I will have to say, it was an okay movie. I think it's sort of fun. We it was fun. I will say that. There's just none of it made sense. <laughs> no, it's it's extremely inconsistent, and the plot is just virtually non-existent. No, like how mm. how long were you? I'm not gonna give any spoilers but like how long were they out there for um we have determined somewhere between five days and six months no (laughs) yeah but it's like if i had to peg it i would say like three weeks and then a lot happened in those three weeks yeah a lot happened that's why i'm saying none of it makes sense but i mean i guess like the gore factor cool kills type of thing is there the end was sort of fun the end was fun but I wanted it to be what they said it was going to be at first. Uh-huh. And then yeah, yeah, like, yeah. there's like, like a fake out just ending. Just kidding. And I was like, oh, it would have been so much better if it was the, that had a ending. I know. I know. I, I like the original better, though. I never saw the original. Oh, the original's really good. But I'm open to watching it. Well, we can watch it. We will. Speaking of feral children. Yeah. Um, I wanted to bring this up because we didn't talk about it in our feral children suite. Is that sweet yeah kiss and cousin sweet kiss and cousin sweet uh-huh. we didn't talk about it but several people mentioned it to us listeners and the reason why I, I didn't really bring it up is because i know some people don't really believe the the author anyways it's missing 411 if you guys have heard about that uh david politis he, there's like a book series he was on coast to coast am um, there's a documentary on Hulu. There's like a, a new documentary I think that came out about a year ago too. Is that what we were just watching? No, we were watching the other one. The okay. newer one came out. So the old, the first, the one we were watching was more so about like the kids oh, being yeah. abducted, okay. and the newer one is like about adults, mostly like mountain men, not mountain men, but like men who are who. Have, go out in the wilderness all the time like they're experienced and then then they just go missing it's like what the hell and there's like specific traits like usually they find their shoes all of the time which is weird because like why would you take your shoes off yeah but so we were watching the one with like the kids and that's where a lot of people were telling us that they heard the dennis martin story from because there are tons of stories similar to that i mean same sort of thing Two-year-old, three-year-old camping situation out with parents. I mean, the parent, like, turns their head for five minutes, and then all of a sudden the kid is gone, and there's just absolutely no trace of them. Yeah. And it's just weird that all of these disappearances happen. Some of them are very similar in the way that the kids are taken, and a lot of the times the kids have some, like, developmental issue. Like, the one where we were we were watching, the one kid was, like, partially deaf. Yeah. And I don't know, I I didn't, we didn't bring it up in the Feral Children one. And I've heard that people say that the author, David Politis, like, not that he's wrong, but that he twists facts and exaggerates and makes things. Yeah, like, like he's like a sensationalist almost. Yeah, some people have claimed that. But I mean, if you look at the cases, you do have to say that. A lot of them are very weird and they're very similar and it's like, what the hell is happening? Like, what is happening with these kids? Yeah. Yeah, it was pretty crazy. Like, I hadn't heard a lot about this except for obviously Dennis Martin and like mm-hmm. the research that we had done. Um, 
but watching like watching what we just watched that movie yeah it's really shocking how similar all of these stories are and whether it's just some kind of like super weird coincidence that it's all the same I don't know, dude. It's pretty crazy. And I almost feel like these children aren't just going, like, missing. Yeah. They're, like, being taken. It, yeah, because then we, the one that we were watching, it was, like, they they actually found remains of this kid. And they found, they only found a part of his skull. It was, like, yeah. his skull cap mm-hmm. and then a tooth. Like, one molar. Yeah. And it was, like, the root was there and everything. It and was, they, like, ripped out. Yeah, they found his shoes, and his shoes looked like they hadn't been walking through the wilderness for however long. And he was found uh, something like 12 miles away or something from where... Oh, no, no, no. That was, wasn't that the boy that lived that was found 12 miles away? A lot of them. All of them are found. Yeah. The ones that they find the remains of are so far away from... Yeah where the kid originally went missing and that's another puzzling piece of the story because it's like how in the hell did these kids walk this far and do all of this without anyone finding them because the whole area was searched yeah and they're also like two years old yeah all of them are like two years old and a lot of the times people will they would have already searched the area over and over and over and then Years later, they find the remains of this kid in the area where they know that they've searched. Right, in, like, plain sight. Like, yeah. the shoes, like, sitting next to each the other. The shoes and, like, uh-huh. the, the skull and stuff. And, I mean, I guess you can miss things. It's It happens. But, I don't know, it's just really weird. And they showed, like, the they had the kid's clothing. His pants were found inside out. And, I don't know, it's just, like, just weird things like that. Yeah. It just seems, like, really, like, coincidental. Yeah. Like, too coincidental. One, in the case where they found the kid's clothing, they tested it for, like, DNA to see if there was any animal DNA, any blood or anything, and they didn't find anything. No, but you know what? When they got the DNA test back, um, the results proved that he was 100% that bitch. (laughs) Which is, like, it's really impressive. It's super sad. But it's it's also, like, it's pretty impressive. But he was... 100% that bitch. But I think the most interesting part of that whole documentary is the fact that at the end of the whole thing, there was like a little blurb that came up Mm -hmm. and it basically it said that there is no list of missing of missing people. There's no list kept by the National Park Service at all. And when the people who did the documentary asked for one. The National Park Service claimed that in order to produce one, it would cost $1.4 million. Yeah, like there's a database of missing people, but there's none that specify who went missing in a national forest. The National Parks, they don't have a database that tells you who went missing and how and why and what they found and where it was. So I guess if you want to make someone, if you want to, let them go missing do it in a fucking national park because they won't know and they won't be able to connect the dots because there's no like vicap situation happening for national parks yeah well i mean that's what i was gonna do i was gonna rip out some of my teeth and i was gonna go to the national forest and just like sprinkle them around Mm -hmm. with like a note that's like uh noel died here and then, like, I'll disappear, and then maybe someone that kind of similarly looks like me but has blonde hair and, mm-hmm. like, maybe she talks like this. I don't know. Um, Schmish's Schmoutfire? Yeah, yeah. Maybe like, that's her name? Hello, darling. My name is 
um, uh, Shmuel, Shmuba, and I'm naturally blonde. And, like, that'll just, like, be not me because I disappeared in the national forest. Remember when you asked me, you were like, do you think that you could fake your own death? Yes. And I was like, yeah. And you were like, how would you do it? Yes. And I was like, I would find a body Uh that looks like me. Easy. I would rip out all of their teeth. Yeah, pretty easy. And -hmm. then I would like rip out three of mine and just throw it in and then burn that person like Uh in a car in my car yeah of course and then i'd throw my three teeth in there yeah and then they would think it was me and then you were like they're only gonna find three teeth yeah yeah yeah. they're gonna be investigating this crime scene and be like oh that's so funny when the car lit on fire all of her teeth teeth fell out except for three of her molars which are on the dashboard lined up one after another i was like i'm only giving away three i can't i can't afford to lose more than three teeth you know yeah but i feel like (laughs) i feel like i'm not a crime scene investigator so any of our listeners that are please please feel free to chime in here yeah chime in if if i found a body yeah with no teeth (laughs) But that was charred beyond recognition. Yeah. But three teeth. Yeah. In the vehicle, like in like the glove box. I don't know where you're gonna just, put these. I would just throw them. Um, just on like top. scatter them. Like scatter them on like the floor, maybe. Yeah, just like throw wherever. Okay, just like one. Like in the one back in the back. Seat, one in the front. Maybe. One in the trunk. Yeah, or the glove box. Yeah, like whatever. Like maybe a cup too. holder. You. Yeah. Uh, okay. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, the first thing I would think is, wow, it was so hot in here when this car was on fire <laughs> that she sneezed and all of her teeth came out. Yep. I mean, you never and know. only three didn't burn up. Weird things have happened. No. Nothing <laughs> weird than that would have ever happened. Well, you know what? We, I, I had eaten an edible that night and it was the edible talking, okay? Yeah. I probably couldn't fake my death if well, I wanted to. I don't eat drugs, so I don't know what that's like, Nicole. <laughs> oh. I don't know what it's like when you're on the devil's lettuce and you're just out of your mind. I wasn't, it wasn't the devil's lettuce. Reefer's it was, mad. It was the, madness. The devil's mango dented chocolate. The devil is With bougie little... as fuck. This bitch. It was delicious. This is like her from Powderpuff Girl style devil. Him? Is it him or her? Oh. Powderpuff Girls. Oh, the devil. What's their name? I think it might be him. I think it might be him. Also, I don't know. Oh god, that was. I don't know either. But um, yeah, like like that devil mm-hmm. is is eating this kind of like the devil's mango dried dipped mango in dark dipped in chocolate <laughs> weed chocolate. <laughs> yeah, yeah. To give you the reefer madness. Hey man. Yeah, it's, it's legal in Illinois. It's not. I'm not breaking any laws. That's correct. <laughs> Except for the whole, like, desecrating a body and then... That's... It would be... Huh. Well, I would... I mean, it's you, so it's technically... <laughs> you can't... <laughs> are you going to put... Are you going to put the body in the driver's... Where are you going to put it in the car? In the driver's seat. In the driver. Okay, like, hands on the steering wheel. Yeah. Like I was driving and then all of a sudden. All right. What CD is in the CD player? Oh, that's a good question. Mm-hmm. You need a minute? Your car or like another car? It like, has to be my car. Oh, yeah, of course. Cause to make it more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know. Maybe like your driver's license is there. 
Yeah, I'm going to like 9-11 style and just throw it and they're just going to find it not burned up or anything. Yes. Like remember when they found the passports? Yeah, of course. <laughs> exactly. This, these totally legit passports that we found at this rubble. Yes. That's what I'm going to do with my driver's license. Yes. And maybe actually even my passport too to I like think seal a, the deal. It's a good idea. It's a yeah. good idea. Put a house key in there um, so that they know like she's planning on going home. She wasn't. She I'm going to put away. my whole set of keys. I'll do one better. Yeah, that's a good idea. Don't keep the keys in the ignition. Mm-mm. Do cars have ignitions anymore? Like that? Mine doesn't. Mine so. Mine does because my car. Mine's a push start. My car is not even an automatic transmission. Well, it's just because you like <coughs> stick shift. Because you're a weird person for some reason. You like to drive stick shift. Yeah. Yeah, I don't understand it, and I don't think I ever will. Because when you have extreme ADHD, here's how it works. Yeah. When you have extreme ADHD, sometimes you're driving, and you're like, oh, fuck, I'm driving. I forgot I was doing that. I do that that all of the time, too. Yeah, I can't do that because my car doesn't drive itself. I have to Mm. tell it what gear to be in, so I have to be paying attention. You you can't just be like, what the fuck was I doing for the last 20 minutes? I cannot literally be asleep (laughs) at the wheel. Because I wasn't paying attention to driving, that's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I feel like it's, I don't know. I feel like I need it to like stay alive. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I, I see, I don't know how to drive six shift. So I'll teach you. Please do. You've lived here for a month and you haven't even let me teach you yet. I will let you teach me. I'm not opposed. Like right now. Like when we're done. Should we take a break right now in the middle of this recording this? I mean, I've had quite a few alcoholic beverages. Yeah, loosen you up a little bit. It's good. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I don't know if that's the best idea, but. Yeah. Yeah. All right. All right. Let's take a break right now. Come back. 45 minutes. Okay. I'll set a timer. Okay. We're going to do this. Right now. um, Set timer for 45 (laughs) minutes. 45 minutes. Starting now. All right. We'll be back in 45 minutes. 45 and um yeah nicole will know how to drive stick shift by the time okay. we get back okay so we're back um i know how to drive stick shift now yeah i yeah mm-hmm. and um i'm gonna have to call my insurance actually. also noelle doesn't have a car anymore <laughs> no no i thought you were i thought you were joking about faking your own death um tonight no i thought that was the plan that wasn't the plan no i didn't i didn't realize that um <laughs> i thought we were just gonna get that by we were volunteering your car nicole has ripped out several of my teeth <laughs> and her only own three only three i each. was you're very fast i was pretty impressed <laughs> <laughs> she punched me right in the stomach so i opened my mouth really wide and she just ripped out three of my teeth yeah torch the vehicle so as far as anyone knows we're dead i had half of a payday candy bar in there and that's what i'm most (laughs) upset about oh i'm sorry i can get you another one a full one i don't want a full one i wanted the half okay (laughs) but it's fine it's fine and i can't even claim insurance because i'm supposedly dead because my (laughs) my corpse is in there sorry oh i didn't really think that through yeah no it's fine so actually um uh nick and no are no longer with us um, this is Hick and Ho. Hick and <laughs> Finally, I'm the Ho. We all knew that I was. Ho, oh. oh, hey. Um, actually, bringing it back to feral children. Oh, yeah. That's where we were. 
we're, 45 minutes we were ago. Talk- oh, yeah, before we faked our own deaths. We? Um, yeah, before we. So there is also a legend that, which was weird because I guess it's just, you can chalk it up to being a, a synchronicity. Mm. So we did our feral children episode and then I was listening to another podcast and they were talking about a legend that is apparently it's in Michigan, Ohio, Connecticut. I, what is that? Random, random states. Um, it is the legend of the melon heads. Oh, we should do an episode on melon heads. You, you know who the melon heads are? Yeah. So basically it's just like a legend that these feral children just roam around the woods of, I guess, Michigan, Ohio, and Connecticut. Yes. Like very, very random states. None of which are connected by any borders. No, but it's, I guess there was like every legend says that there was like an insane asylum and then. It went under, and mm. instead of replacing these kids into other institutions, the, they just released the kids into the wild. Yeah, but <laughs> but like they're they're called melon heads because their heads are giant. Yeah. Uh, I, oh God, I can't. I don't really of, understand why. I can't think of the. Uh, there is like a developmental actual disorder that makes your head bigger. I can't think of what it's called, but. I think that's where this legend came from, but yeah, like it's specifically only those children, I guess. Yeah, I don't. It's but it's a thing, and apparently people see them all of the time, and it's a Michigan thing, and uh, specifically around this one area, I think it's like Felt Mansion or something. Detroit. Michigan. I don't know if it's Detroit. I think it's further north. I think it's like Detroit. northern Michigan. Detroit's just full of melon heads. I mean, feral there, children. there's a lot of melon heads in Detroit. There's a lot of melon heads in Chicago. Every major city <laughs> has them. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so I don't know. It, it was just like a weird thing because we had just done our feral children mm-hmm. episode and then they were all of a sudden talking about feral children on this podcast. And I was like, the melon heads? I've never heard of this. So I had to look it up yeah. and great band name the melon heads the melon heads yeah 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 now i just can't stop thinking of merch and i'm gonna make a a melon heads no 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 i was just gonna make one that says got feral like that got milk commercial <laughs> i don't know melon heads just makes me think of lemon heads does it it makes me think of honeydew melon for some reason yeah it doesn't it's not scary to me it just sounds like cute and delicious oh my god like so cute yeah like if i saw like a little like melon headed feral child I just like I don't know, befriend them and like give them small treats. Maybe I don't know. Come into my arms. Oh, unless they had black eyes. Oh, in which yeah. case well. I would punt them as far as I could. Punt I, them. you just like sprung something in my memory. I had a dream about a black-eyed kid. Tell me now. I can't remember. I just literally remembered that I had one when you said that, but I can't remember what my dream was. Was it like? Is it like insidious? Like, is the call coming from inside your house right now? from in, yeah inside my brain whoa like you know you know sometimes when you have dreams mm-hmm. and you dream a lot like i'm the type of person that i dream a lot during the night yeah yeah so i'll wake up and some dreams i completely remember and then uh-huh. other dreams i'm like i know i dreamt of this one thing yeah it's like you have a vague feeling you had a dream, but i can't remember exactly what i did and uh-huh. then sometimes during so i'll wake up and then during the day something will happen and something will like jolt my memory and i'll be like oh wait i totally had a dream about this last night yeah but i can't remember it that happens to me all the time that's what you just did with me when you said brought up black-eyed kids i totally had a dream 
about Black Eyed Kids last night, but I don't remember what it was about. Are you sure it was about the Black Eyed Kids and not Fergie from the Black Eyed Peas doing one-handed cartwheels? (laughs) Backflips, actually. As she's singing, she's like, ah! (laughs) She's upside down, to be fair. Well, right, but why? I don't know why. She's just showing off. You don't have to sing when you do that, though. Fergie's fucking stacked, and she's got to show it off. I mean, yeah. Fergie is the type of person that just does whatever the fuck she wants. Like, wasn't... Remember that... I think we were in high school when it happened, but there was the news story and there was like controversy over it because she had, she was on stage at a concert uh-huh. and she was performing and she really, I guess they had gone from one concert to another and they didn't have any time. And she literally was in the limousine mm-hmm. and then it was like, go, go, go. Didn't have time to stop. Mm-hmm. And she really had to go to the bathroom. Yeah, she so she pissed pants herself on stage uh-huh. and everyone was like, ew, gross. And it's like, dude, did you want her to like run off and stop the concert or just like piss her pants and be like, yo, this is me. This is what I'm doing. This is how dedicated I am to my craft and that I will piss my fucking pants for you people. And I will do one handed cartwheels while singing while in piss pants. Incredible. Honestly, like the commitment that woman has. Yeah. I'll never know. It's it's amazing. It, it's honestly, impressive. Fucking Fergie Ferg is amazing. Mm, yeah. You heard it here first. We're pro Fergie Ferg podcast. Pro Fergie Ferg. That's right. Um, another thing that should bring it back to our episodes, and we'll have more to talk about in the coming months when we do more than one topic. This month, we only released really two episodes. And, and we're on the same thing. We're on the same topic. So we don't really have much to, you know, no. talk about and chit chat. But um ginseng poachers wild ginseng poachers <laughs> apparently this is like a huge fucking problem uh, th- yeah there is a whole we had another listener reach out to us uh-huh. and say there is a whole fucking show on dis- i think discovery channel uh-huh um uh, history channel history channel it's called appalachian outlaws yeah. And so here I took a little blurb of like the description please, of what please read it. This show is. Please read it in what you think an Appalachian accent sounds like. I don't, I don't, I don't, you're the accent please? guy. No, no, I, I can't. I am do the it. accent guy. But I need you to I need you to channel the accent guy right now. No, but I can't. In, the accent well, guy in your heart. No. See you, now you're bringing me back to wrong turn and how I had an issue with the fact that Oh, they had those, Eastern European They had Eastern accents. European accents. That's what they sound like in Appalachia. Well, I can't do it. They sound vaguely Germanic. Well, apparently the the first people of the U.S. As had we, those accents. As we all know, that's the original British accent. No, wait. That oh, was the Boston well, that one. That was Matt Damon. Yeah. That was Matt Damon. You can't. No, wait. Casey Affleck. It wasn't like the same from, thing. Did you just call... Whoa. Did you just call <laughs> Sadfleck uh, Casey... I called Matt Damon. Matt Damon, Casey, Casey. They're basically, I mean, brothers. You know what? You know what? I'm going to have to agree with you. Um, <laughs> you know what? I take it back. I take back my outrage. Casey yeah. Affleck Casey is the Affleck. Matt Damon of the Affleck family. Yeah. Yeah. yeah also, yeah. <laughs> one time I couldn't remember. Um, I couldn't remember Matt Damon's name. Oh, yeah. So I said uh, something along the lines of like, not Ben Affleck, the one I can't stand. You said the ugly one. The ugly one. There you go. <laughs> And was and you knew and who I, I was, was talking like, about Matt Damon. Yeah, you knew exactly who I was talking about. Not not Ben Affleck. <laughs> you, no, you said like the ugly and less talented one or something. Yeah. 
<laughs> not Ben Affleck, but the ugly and less talented one. It could have been Casey, though. Yeah, but it also could have been Casey. Yeah, because Casey, Casey's the Casey's a fuck. The, Casey's the Matt Damon outside. Wait, <laughs> inside of the family. Inside of the family, and then and then Matt Damon is a Casey Affleck on the outside of the family. Yeah, yeah, same, same, but different. Mm-hmm. But yeah, both terrible. And definitely not sponsored by Duncan, unlike Ben. Yeah. Who was clearly sponsored by and Duncan Delivery. Who was also hitting fucking Jennifer Lopez. So I, mean, I don't know what that guy's doing, but whatever he's doing is right. Good for both of them. Because, like, they're back together and the world is as it should be. They fixed it. <laughs> they fixed it. You guys, I don't know if you remember when I went yeah. off on my tangent. Yes. But I firmly believe in my heart of hearts, and this is not a fucking bit, y'all, that that they they were the timeline yeah they repaired the timeline they did by getting back together i think that they did too because things are things are getting back to normal starting to uh-huh i mean it could be because mm-hmm. vaccines or it could be because i mean possible p.s get vaxxed if you have not and if you have not what are you doing yeah you get your boosters get your boosters baby get your boosts everyone knows triples to make it safe <laughs> But yeah, I think you're right. I think there is something to that. I think I think it's 100% Travels correct. opened. Uh-huh. And the McRib is back. Is it? I have no idea. <laughs> Shamrock shakes all year long. All, all year long Shamrock shakes. <laughs> all year long. It's like, did you ever see, um, oh, not Lost, oh, what's it called? Lost in Space. It's not Lost in Space. The one with Will Ferrell. Oh my God. It was a show. Land of the Lost. Just thank you. Fucking thank you. I just know. We're just on the same. You don't, you don't even have to say anything and I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you. <laughs> I honestly, I appreciate it. Oh my God. Like when I was, when you put into my brain that we weren't going to leave the house. And I we wasn't going to drink. Yeah, I wasn't going to go to the gym and you weren't going to go. What was it? To the barn. To the barn. <laughs> yeah. And I opened the refrigerator and I looked at the beer and it looked back at me and it winked. And I thought, Nicole's not going to the gym. And if she's not going to the gym, I'm not going to the barn. <laughs> And you were like, I'm not going to go to the gym. And I was like, fuck yeah. <laughs> Woo! Spring break. Spring break. And then we cracked open a couple cold ones. Yeah. That was the night when I told you how I was going to play my death. Yeah. <laughs> yes, it was. That was the night the mango hit the chocolate. The mango. Yeah. So good. But anyways, ginseng poachers. Oh, yeah. And Appalachian outlaws. God, so I hope you guys like this episode. This because- show- <laughs> the show this is the um summary of the show the appalachian region has the right elevation rainfall and soil to produce some of the world's best ginseng world's best for some reason i i felt like ginseng was an asian i also crop i also thought that i did it is okay it 100 percent is but it's also grown in but also yes a very poor region of this country as well (laughs) Continuing on, with demand for the herb increasing worldwide and supply not able to meet it, the crop's value is approaching $1,000 per pound. Yeah, mama's about to be a poacher too. Yeah. As is to be expected with such a valuable commodity, competition is fierce amongst growers who are doing whatever it takes, lawfully or not, to control as much of the crop as possible. 
This reality series spotlights some of the diggers, growers, and middlemen who make a living wage from the ginseng trade, for which they must defend their land from outsiders trying to get a piece of the pie. This is like some Sons of Anarchy, like, mob shit over ginseng. Um, I have a, a couple Like, comments. Yellowstone, like, you know? Mm-hmm. Yes, it 100% is. But it's um, real. One, I want to watch this. Can we watch this? Yeah. Hell yeah. Two, I cannot believe that they got Snooki to host it. <laughs> like, that's impressive. She's doing a lot right now. So that's great. Can't wait for that. Um, And then three, I'm picturing it very bad girl style where there's mm. like a lot of confessionals. I know you went like. Are, are you bringing this up because I've been rewatching the bad girl school? <laughs> I think so. <laughs> love it and it's just like seeped into my brain yeah yeah because every time you come down from work you're i'm you just hear screaming and shit. yeah and then i'm like banging sheep pants together <laughs> not letting anyone sleep yeah yeah because y'all can't sleep because of me and i can't sleep because y'all <laughs> and that's okay, what i'm Tanisha. picturing <laughs> it's like y'all can't poach because of me and then i don't know but maybe maybe i can poach regardless of y'all yeah. I'll also, mm-hmm. let's quit our jobs and only be podcasters slash ginseng poachers. I think that that's a really good idea. Yeah. Yeah. And reality TV stars. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, that just comes naturally with our, if we get in on the ginseng trade. <laughs> the ginseng trade. <laughs> yeah. Thousand dollars per pound? Dude, that's so much money. I mean, I don't know how like the harvesting and all of that, like that goes. How much does like a ginseng root weigh, do you think? If you had to estimate. I don't know, like I'm not gonna fact check this. Two or three pounds? One root? I'm picturing it like a ginger root. I'm picturing it like a carrot. Do carrots weigh a pound? I don't know. Think about like a (laughs) think about like if you buy like a pound of baby carrots. What, is, like what little... do you think a, gin, a root? I feel like I'm I'm picturing ginseng being a lot like like ginger roots. Yeah. So like maybe it's not like super dense, but they're like kind of big and like they look like mandrakes a little bit. Um. So I'm picturing like kind of a lot actually being needed to make up a pound. But $1,000 per pound is still $1,000 per pound. Okay, so you want to hear some crazy shit that I just looked up? I would love to. Uh, I don't know if we should really go into the ginseng trade after this information. Usually, the fresh, wild ginseng root weighs 1 to 10 grams. (sighs) So disappointing. Seriously? You want to know how many grams are in a pound? Uh, yeah. 453.592 really how much is in a kilo how many grams yeah i need to know this for another trade i'm, tr- I'm thinking about entering a thousand grams for one kilo oh right i forgot how to do basic math for a second there i didn't either know that i didn't either know that i didn't know <laughs> that either oh um can you can can anyone tell this is unscripted do you think no, this is we're all of this is scripted. Actually, that's the sad part. <laughs> wow. Uh, okay, so yeah, I don't think we should get into the ginseng trade. No. To be honest, seems like a lot of work. No, but I still want to get into the podcasting trade. Um, yeah, 
and the reality TV show trade. Yeah, it'd be fun. Yeah, I really think fun. so. You know, I would really get our podcast uh, off off the ground. Yeah. Do you think Snooki could host whatever show we're on? Oh, fuck she's, yeah. She's kind of busy with this Appalachian. And her, yeah, and her three children, you know. Yeah. Maybe we could get um, the situation if he's not in jail anymore. Prison. Oh, he, he served his eight months. So we're good. We're so good. So he's out. He's out. So um, he's probably free. Yeah, Vinny's trying to find love right now, but maybe he can come afterwards. Yeah, him and his mom. And Angelina is not really doing anything. Well, so she's just in the stand now. I'm just get the entire cast of Jersey Shore. Oh, my God. That would be really great, actually. <laughs> that would be complete nonsense. Um... I'd like to talk about something that we talked about last episode as well. Maybe it was the one before that? I think it was, yeah. It was one both. of the Kiss and Cousin episodes. Both of them, I think. Maybe. <laughs> I think it was both. If I know what you're talking about, which well, I think I do. I want to talk about the Emu Wars. Yeah, fuck yeah. Okay. So, we're just going to go brief on this because actually I kind of want to do a full episode on it. Yeah. Because it's kind of thick. It's like a thick with two C's boy right now. Right. And we had... well. I'll let you go, but there was a little bit of a disagreement between us when it came to this emu war there was. situation. But then I Googled it, and Google was on my side. Yeah, but I, uh, I don't know I know, I know, I know, I know. I feel like the only way we can settle this actual dispute, besides Googling things, because like we weren't there in 1932, um, <laughs> is we have to have some sort of like board game showdown, and like whoever okay. wins, wins the emu fight. What's wins the, the board game? Ooh. So um, I'm pretty fucking good at board games. I'm not gonna lie. Let's see. Um, we got Scrabble. Or. Or. Candyland. Oh, uh, okay. Okay, okay. Um, or, hear me out. Mm. Even though it's kind of hard to play with two people, so we might need, like, two more people to be, like... We might need more like people. Buffers. Yeah. Clue. Oh, I think I just put that into your brain because I have never lost a game of Clue. You know, I always win Clue because I am the fucking best and it is my game. And I actually have the board game. I have the board game in the other room, baby. Mine is from like when I was 12. Mine is not. My sister refused to play Clue with me Uh because I would always win. And she would always say that I was cheating. Yeah. And I wasn't cheating. I was just playing strategically. Yeah. Well. And oh, I have a really sad story about board games. Oh so I had a God. bunch of board games. Like, I love a board game, right? Yeah, me too. And my all-time favorite one is Life. Ooh, I love Life. Love Life. Yes. Um, the board game, life. not the real thing. <laughs> uh, and I had, like, the OG from, like, 1980-something. Yeah. Like, the oh. old, old Oh, one. I had, like, the new, the newer 90s one. Oh, that's no, no. That's what you were talking about. Mine was, like, so, so old. Like, the board was massive. Like, mm-hmm. it was, like, super, like, the cards were kind of a little Did they have different? the little uh, peg people? Of course they did. With the cars yeah, in course. the 80s one? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. That. So it was, like, like hella old, and I loved it so much. And, like, the box was kind of taped together. And that's it was, how like, my clue game is. It was so, so good. And um, I brought it to my then partner's house, and we broke up, and they had the game, and I never got it back. Ask for it back now. Right now? Yeah. Seven years later? I will be like, listen here. Will you, will you beat them up for me? coming to get the game, and if you don't have it, you better have something equal to what it's worth. <laughs> One thousand dollars or one pound of ginseng root. 
These are your options. Either you deliver the goods, the game, the ginseng, or the money. Give us the game or the ginseng. Yeah. Or the money. Or the money. I know. But yeah, I will I will do this for you. Will you? What will be your weapon of choice? My fists. You are so scary. Jack yeah. Johnson and Tom O'Leary. <laughs> Why don't you marry Kate and Ashley? On <laughs> uh, brand. On brand. Yeah. Tracks. Yeah, thank, tracks. Thank you. Yours also tracks. <laughs> Tom O'Leary. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, okay, so I think that maybe, okay, if you're too good at Clue, then I feel like... Oh, I mean, I I suck at Clue. Oh, That's yeah, yeah, yeah. my mm-hmm. least favorite game. We didn't just record you. There's no, <laughs> there's no tapes of that. Playback? Playback tapes? Um, then we have to, it has to be a neutral game. Let's see. What's a very neutral game? Um, Uno. I'm amazing at Uno. All right, well, then we can't do Uno either. I don't think we can do Uno, because right. I'm honestly so fucking good at Uno. Well, okay, we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. A game that both of us, either neither of us have played. I think that's the only way. Yeah. We can't, we can't have played the game. Yeah. Yeah. What if it's just a jigsaw puzzle? What if we get identical jigsaw puzzles? Ooh. And whoever wins. What are we playing for again? I don't remember anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I do not remember what we were playing for yeah. anymore. Oh, oh, who wins the, the emu war? Emu war. Oh, yeah. yeah. What, tell, us, tell us about the emu war. That's okay. what you were going to do. Okay, okay, okay. So the emu war, or the great emu war, if you know, you know. The great that's right uh it took place in western australia between the 2nd of november so it's a scorpio um and the 10th of december in 1932 okay uh so the military was at the time in charge of wildlife management Mm -hmm. that doesn't seem like that's a thing that they should be in charge of no fully not (laughs) absolutely not um and they led a campaign to basically like curb the amount of emus in Western Australia because they were, quote, running amok. Oh, okay. Um, I don't know how to say that with an Australian accent. Sensing some hocus pocus vibes. Let me let me get into my Australian accent really quick. Okay. Catherine Noy. Catherine Noy. Catherine Noy. Don't say it. She's going to show up. If you say it three times. It's four in times. In a mirror. It's four times. Four times in a In mirror? a butcher house. <laughs> Staring at a butcher knife. <laughs> in the reflection of a butcher knife. I mean, in the reflection of a butcher knife. <laughs> I feel Keith like Noy- Keith Noy- No, no, don't say it again. I don't Put have a butcher's knife. knife. Put the knife down. Oh, God. Sorry. Okay. I don't know if I can say running amok with an Australian accent. Keith Noy- Running amok. I can't do it. It's really hard. Running amok? I don't know. Amok? Yeah, it's, it's, it's a hard. hard. Those are hard. Yeah. It's too hard. I'm giving up. Okay. Yeah. So, um, if anyone listening right now happens to be unfamiliar with emus for some fucking reason, <laughs> um, like we all kind of know what an emu is, right? But I want to drop yeah. some emu stats right now. Okay. Like I want to like us. Conor McGregor this shit. You know what you're getting in the ring with, okay? <laughs> so obviously they're massive flightless birds. Turns yeah. out they're the second largest bird in the world. What? Only... What's the first one? Barn owl? Mothman. Mothman. Mothman is the fur. Oh, he's the biggest. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Ostriches. Really? Mm -hmm. 
which oh, one of one oh, of our they're really fucking tall they're so big and one of our um coven members slash irl besties sabrina uh-huh. she has eaten she said she didn't eat emu which we asked if anyone ate yeah. emu but she did eat ostrich i'm sure it's probably very similar she said it tasted like super sweet what and it was like weird yeah she said it was good but it's like super sweet weird okay yeah. so now i'm just right. picturing like a candy coated like steak <laughs> yum i would eat it i would eat i'd try it steak. once i know try anything once just once yeah so anyways um let's drop some stats here so they can reach six and a half feet tall shit 190 centimeters they can weigh up to 132 pounds okay or 60 kilograms which is how many grams Six thousand grams <laughs> Sixty thousand grams i can't do math how many pounds of ginseng equals one emu Just make it up. 4,272. Pounds of ginseng equals an emo's weight? Yeah. I agree with that. That sounds right. It's Girls can't do math. Just came Don't to expect me. women to do math. It just came to me. We can't do it. We can't do it. All right. So basically, they're Actually, also... we can and we can do it better than men. That's fucking right. Um, also, they're basically dinosaurs. They're like... They have these really scary, like, strangely strong... They're almost like raptors, right? Or they're, they're yeah, very they're close like to raptors. Descend, not descendants. Evolutionized from it. Cool. Yeah. So... So they're smart then? They're hella smart, dude. They're so smart and they're coordinated and they're scary as fuck. I love it. They have three toes um, and massive claws. I read that their toes and claws are like six inches long. Wow. Yeah, no fucking shit, dude. Um, so they could kill you fully. They can fully like slash your can, throat open. Yeah, like for like that's what they do for fun. They like are they aggressive? They like go for like the femoral every time. Metal. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, I don't think they're super aggressive. Oh. Like unless you push them. Yeah. We'll get to it. Okay. Okay. So uh, they also have a nine foot stride. Like when they're running, they clear nine feet. In, like, one leap. What? Like, easily. They can also what? run 30 miles per hour. Oh, my God. That's almost like the uh, gazelle boy. Yeah, almost as fast <laughs> as gazelle boy. Uh-huh. Which, for, I guess, our Australian listeners, is 48 kilometers per mile. Nope, per hour. There it is. Kilometers per, per mile. Um, they also have, like, super keen eyesight. They see super well in the dark. Um, they have incredible, like, sharp beaks so they're like the ultimate killing machine they're is the, what you're telling they're, us they're right the now. perfect machine wow like they are the terminator why haven't we weaponized them i'm positive someone has tried to weaponize them <laughs> emus with laser beams attached to their freaking, freaking heads freaking heads why haven't we tried it someone out there has done it uh okay but let's put a pin in these murder machines for like one second okay, okay. because the reason that this whole thing took place is actually um the aftermath of World War II is the reason the Emu War took place. Why? Okay. Please enlighten us. This was like a fucking rabbit hole, dude. This is why I want to do a full episode I, on it. I saw you typing away. Like, I just was watching Missing 411 mm-hmm. and you were like... I was... Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So, after World War II, when we killed those Nazi bastards, almost 5,000 Australian veterans returned from war and the government was like... Well, 
<laughs> we're going to take care of you. So they promised all these veterans that they would give them land to farm on so they could like retire and like just totally like live like a beautiful countryside yeah. life forever. Like, you basically went through the worst thing anyone could ever have gone through in yeah. any lifetime. So we're just going to give you a bunch of shit. Yeah. As they should. 100%. Mm-hmm. So they gave they promised them land and then they also promised them that the that they would buy the crops that these veterans grew on the land, the government oh. one. So pretty fucking sick deal, right? Yeah. But um they're a government, so they fucked it up in every possible way that they could have. The government had a little bit over 200,000 acres to split up for farming. Mm-hmm. Amongst 5,000 people. Mhm. So as any good farmer knows, that doesn't leave a lot of space to actually farm on. Like a farm needs to be like large to like yield like good crop. Yeah. Right? Obviously you knew that. I'm not a farmer, but I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. You've played Farm Bill. I was I had the best farm. Okay, well, you had a pretty good farm. I mean, I had like a Lady Gaga mo- like motorcycle i think from one of her videos or something so I, I would say it's more than pretty good i mean it's pretty good is it better than mine i don't know i mean i would want to compare farms on farmville I should know. we get back into farmville i think we should i think we should like heavily get back into farmville but we don't have time that's true we don't have time to do our episodes i know but when we do find time we're getting back into farmville we for sure so the land was given out like just kind of like a lottery situation uh-huh. obviously the best and most fertile plots went first because you got to choose what you got mm-hmm. and then the remaining land after all the good stuff was taken was in western australia specifically around perth which sounds like a dig it's not perth is so beautiful but not great for farming mm. turns out yeah western yeah. australia um at the time it was plagued by a like a 10-year drought and also, a bunny infestation. Well, that sounds adorable. It's so cute. A bunny infestation. And devastating to crops. <gasps> oh, shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Didn't think of that one. Like, super fluffy. So cute. Little bunny poops. So adorable. Yeah. But they eat all your food. Yeah. Yeah. So, the veterans, they, they like, got to work farming. They were all growing wheat, and the government was like, we are definitely going to buy all your wheat from you. We need to make Wheaties. Um, we totally owe you guys for killing Nazis. What if they were like, I don't want to be a farmer? Then I guess you didn't get land. That's, I mean, okay. Yeah. So, the government enacted what was called the Wheat Bounty Act, mm-hmm. which promised that they would pay, like, a ton of money for the wheat that these veterans grew. It was, like, they promised, like, a shit ton of money. Like, imagine, like, I don't know, like, $1,000 per pound of ginseng is, like, basically what they were offering up. Okay. Yeah. But then the government was like, actually, um, yeah, we don't, like, have that much money to give you. And we also don't need that much weed. So we're not gonna. Wow. Okay. Yeah. And then they they delivered more of like a $5 per pound of ginseng kind of rate. Yikes. Yeah, yeah. So nevertheless, they persisted. And the veterans tried to farm the land and sell the crops to the government. And then the emus, they heard that there was some wheat being grown. And do you know what <laughs> emus love more than causing utter chaos wheat wheat they love wheat 
They're great. They they eat wheat. 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 That's the noise that an emu makes. Oh, mm. is it? That's it is. just really just calling out for the one thing they love the most. Yes. Yes, it's haunting to hear in the middle of the night. Wheat. Wheat. Yeah, like those seagulls that are like mine. Yeah, or the bat squatch. Mm. Is he here? I don't know. He could be. We love weed. <laughs> <laughs> That's the emu call. That's what an emu sounds like. Mm-hmm. Okay, so they fucking love wheat, and like basically they're just like mindless eating machines. Yeah, and they graze, and they'll just like, eat like anything on the ground, and like in a straight path, and eat it all up, right? Yeah. So these wheat fields made the usually solitary emus congregate together and form massive flocks of emus. Emu gangs. Emu gangs. Emu street gangs. The five families of Australia. You come to me on the day my daughter's wheatening? I'm going to make you an offer you can't refuse. <laughs> A bushel of wheat. <laughs> That's the offer. So all these emus come together in these wheat fields. Their eyes completely glaze over. Yeah. And they just start fucking eating like they have never eaten before. Okay. The veterans are flipping out because they're like, <laughs> all of our fucking crops are getting eaten right now. We're in Western Australia. If it's not the fucking emus, it's the bunnies. They're just like, I just killed a shit ton of fucking Nazis and now I have to deal with this shit. I got to... These emus got a belly full of wheat in them, and you're going to lay this shit on me? (laughs) So they ring, ring, call up the government, and the government's like, oh, yeah, yeah, we'll help you. And, like, then we'll totally buy, like, your remaining crops, but, like, not for that much money uh, or whatever. So the government's like, well, uh, guess we should go to war with giant birds. And they did. So a man named Major GPW Meredith. Okay, sounds legit. What do you think? What do you think GPW stands for? Because I did not look it up. Because I, I don't want to know for real. Greatest person worldwide. <laughs> yes, greatest person worldwide. Okay, so major greatest person worldwide, <laughs> Meredith, um, led the war against the emus, and All right. the government supplied Lewis machine guns, like real machine guns, to all of these veterans. Yeah, but they were like veterans you have to buy the ammo isn't that the most expensive part <laughs> yeah if you're like killing a bunch of just yeah but the government also sent a camera crew to like document this because they're like this so is- they couldn't afford to give the veterans no ammo but they could afford to send a camera. yeah because they're like this is going to be like great the next like, reality tv show 100 percent. like snooki was hosting it was amazing. Yeah. They're like, this is going to be she's great. She's timeless. She's, she's, <laughs> it's some Age of Adeline shit. Okay? Yeah. Suki has been around for years and years and years. Ever, yeah. She's incredible. Amazing. She transcends space and time. <laughs> so this camera crew um, goes out with like basically the sole purpose of proving that the government is like taking care of veterans. Like they're supposed to make like a puff piece, like propaganda thing. Yeah. Like look at what the government's doing for our veterans. It's incredible. They gave them all this land, and then a plague hit. But they're like, you know what? We'll save you. Here's a machine gun to kill the plague with. Okay. Totally backfired, and everything is a fucking nightmare. There's some footage online of this shit, and it's like a clusterfuck. Okay. 
I, I would assume that it probably would have been just based on the aforementioned research that you just laid on us. Yeah. Okay. So, so if you have you ever seen an emu run? Uh, or or an ostrich yeah i think so yeah they just like their legs are wild yeah like that's like hella uncoordinated like they just like do whatever they want and i read one quote that said quote if they're shot at they're not going to run with any concrete direction they're just going to kind of spaz out i feel like anyone would do that if you're being shot at yeah but i watched a video it's not like an emu thing that's like an anything thing there's like a clip of like an emo like being fucking shot at and it just evades it because it's like noodle necking and like yeah. fucking going all runs over in the a place. zigzag and shit yeah, it's fucking nuts dude <laughs> so even though they have these machine guns um and they're just like trying to like mow down big bird's brother in here oh. uh they were virtually useless and like tons and tons of bullets and money i guess were wasted they used over ten thousand bullets and mm. they only killed 200 birds. Okay. And there was like 100,000 emus. Okay. So who won the war, though? Okay. Well, the emus just kept coming back, like in droves, like over and over and over. And actually, there was three waves of this. <laughs> <laughs> of the emus coming back and eating all the wheat. I, I love that. And it got to the point where the veterans were like, whatever. We're fucking done. Well, couldn't they put up some sort of fence or what? Like, there has to be some, Something like, okay, proof? in signs. Yeah. Aliens. What is the one thing that hurts them? Water. There has to be one thing that emus don't like. You get what I'm saying? There has to be yeah. one thing that either repels them uh, or, yeah. you know? Well, Joaquin Phoenix, I'm sorry. Meryl wasn't born yet. He couldn't swing away. He couldn't swing away. Oh, shit. Mm-hmm. So they were kind of shit out of luck for a while. <laughs> Damn it. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, basically the emus just kept coming back, and the dudes were like, we're fucking done. We don't even care about we anymore. We don't want to do this. And they gave up. So Like, withdrew from the fucking emu war. So they just let all of the emus eat all of their, yes. like, the, their futures? Yeah. They let them eat all the crops, and they were like, we're done. We're done doing all of this. And the emus technically won the war because the human beings, they withdrew from combat. Yeah, but I guess, so how many humans were killed? None. And how many emus were killed? 200. So the emus technically got to eat the wheat, but uh-huh. but percentage-wise... Casualties? I guess it would they, be zero percent humans. Though. So yeah, right. I mean, they risk. I mean, I guess they risked their lives doing what they love, eating wheat. <laughs> but eating I, wheat I, and I causing can't. chaos. If you're gonna say who won, okay. But the humans withdrew from the fight. They gave up. They fucking turned tail. So then, what? Vietnam wore this. Wheat as a crop just was never ever grown in Australia ever to again. this day. Not a single wheat has been grown in Australia. Do you know this for a fact? It's actually illegal. It's illegal for the Australian parliament to even say the word wheat. So the emus now own and operate Australia. There is an emu. There's an emu. um, As a prime minister? They have have a prime minister. They have a prime minister. 
It's a human, but it's just a figurehead. And it's being run by an elaborate, an elaborate emu group of emus. Um, they're very Syndicate. smart. <laughs> if you'll notice um, in all the, the press footage of the, the actual prime minister, there's a mm-hmm. small emu claw, like at their jugular. At all times. At all times. Just to make sure he says the right thing. That's fucking right. Oh, okay. That's fucking right. So I rescind my previous statement. We don't have to... By saying that I think the emus lost. Because I think now... Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, they lost They lost a, a couple of great men. They did. But in the end, they got what they wanted. The wheat. And that was wheat and chaos. Wheat and chaos. Wheat and chaos. The fuel of the emu. Yeah. So, so do we not have to have our board game tournament anymore? Uh, I think I'm gonna... I think that I will concede. Much like the man. I am the emu. And I will... I'll give you this one. The Thank emus, you. The emus won. The emus won. The emus won. Yeah. Because that, that was their goal. To, to eat, eat wheat. To eat the wheat. And they... They partook. By God, they ate that wheat. They ate that beautiful wheat. So, yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. They won. They, they did won. win. They won. I agree. I, I agree. totally won. They won. I think they won. I think they did, too. That's been 45 minutes. <laughs> okay. And when I was researching the emu war, mm-hmm. I got very sidetracked by other large birds. As uh, as such, what? What kinds? Okay. So, <laughs> I mean, as one does. And I was just, I don't know. Honestly, I was just Google imaging, like, world's largest birds. Yeah, and there's I can't this, believe that yeah. emu is the, only, is the second. It's the second, like, tallest, I think. Oh. But there's, um, I think it's the fifth heaviest, if I'm remembering that right. Oh. It's like, um, I might be completely wrong here. But I think it's ostrich is the heaviest, and then it's like two types of giant penguin. Oh, yeah. They got a lot of blubber. Mm-hmm. And then Insulation. I think like a, I want to say a cassowary, which is like the even scarier version of an emu. They're small, but they're dense and they like have hate in their eyes. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. And then I think it's an emu. I don't know if it's cassowary. I might be wrong there. Mm. But I found one that's called the Lesser Rhea. I think it's what it's called. Uh-huh. Um, it's sort of like an ostrich. And they're super, super cool looking. So then I started obviously looking up that because why wouldn't I do that when I was trying to research an emu war? Just completely go off topic. Of course. And I found that um, actually this this was one of Charles Darwin's favorite favorite things to eat. Oh, okay. Yeah. Wait, didn't you talk about that he was the one who would eat it like to eat exotic animals in the yeah. last episode Did, was it last episode it was either the last episode it was one of the feral the kissing cousins why does darwin episode. keep coming up i don't know dude well then i started looking up more darwin shit okay, <laughs> okay. so so he had this he went to cambridge or taught at cambridge mm. obviously and um he started this club which I think I did mention. You did about yeah. the exotic animals that he would eat. Well, I know what it's called now. Oh, it's called the Glutton Club. Well, that is very on brand. Yeah. So, oh, so this is when he was a student, actually. Um, oh, what a f- cocky motherfucker! It's a, a group of students devoted to devouring quote birds and beasts 
which were before unknown to the human palate. So exotic, probably yeah. uh-huh. animals that yeah. are on the verge of extinction. Or were previously unknown, yeah. You're going to eat them. Mm-hmm. That was the whole point of the club. Because you're to a piece eat, of shit. Was to eat unknown or rare animals. Okay. Yeah, so let's go into this a little bit. Yeah, please. Darwin loved to eat pumas. Big puma guy. Okay. Okay. Loved iguana meat. Which people eat. A lot of people eat iguana. Well, yeah. I mean, in Mexico, iguanas are like fucking squirrels. Yeah. Which like is here. so cute, right? They're so adorable. They're also scary. Did I ever tell you I had an iguana growing up? No. Her name was Squiggles. She was like seven Squiggles. feet long. Squiggles. Yeah, her name was Squiggles. She was my older brother's. Um, she used to fight with our cat. She oh had her own bedroom. God. She loved a bell pepper. My mom's uncle... Yeah. Pet iguanas, like pet iguanas. And I remember, like, when I was really little, like, going into their basement, they had, like, the whole cage set up. Mm-hmm. And I thought it was, like, the coolest fucking thing ever. Yeah, dude. They're so cool. They're, like, so hard they to They are kind of like cats. Yeah, totally. They're, like, I mean, they're not going to get fucked up by, like, a cat or a dog because they got that hard, scaly skin. They're, like, you know? scale kitties. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so ours was super big. And she had her own bedroom and it had, like, humidity and, like, my mama would, like, make her, like, salads every day and, like, oh, my God, she was such a beautiful beast. Um, mm-hmm. She belonged to my older brother. How long do they live? I don't know. She didn't live that long. Um, I wonder. We, so we got her from someone else and she oh. she was, like, super, like, emaciated and, like, the vet was, like, she might not live through the night or whatever. But I think we had her, I don't really remember. I want to say it was like a five-ish years after that. 12 to 15 years. Okay, so. That's a long-ass fucking life. That's like was, a cat. That's actually, well, maybe a little bit. Yeah, that's like cat. Yeah. Yeah, and like she was already like full grown when we got her, so I don't know how old she was, but yeah. she was pretty big. Um, So she was pretty cool, but she used to fight with our cat. She'd like whip the tail, and then like the cat would hiss at her and oh, shit. Cool. Yeah, it was so scary to watch. <laughs> I was so scared of it. Um, so Darwin loved eating iguana. Very cool. He loved eating armadillos. Big dillo guy. And uh, possibly one of the saddest things, he loved eating Galapagos tortoises. Oh. Yeah. You know how they're like, like endangered? Yeah. It's because the fucking glutton club ate so many of them that they became endangered. Okay, the fact that they called themselves the Glutton Club mm. makes me think that they knew what, what they were doing was wrong. Yeah. Do you want to hear something else wrong? Yeah. He not only loved to consume the flesh of these giant tortoises, he also loved to drink the contents of their bladder. What? Yeah. Mm-hmm. What What did that do? What, what Big, uh, big the giant tasted? tortoise piss guy. What, what does, is it like a, oh, is like tortoise piss like a hallucinogen? I have no idea, but he described it as the fluid was quite limpid and had only a very slightly bitter taste. So it didn't taste good. No, but he's like, give me that. <laughs> You're going to use that uh, bladder, that bladder right there? Can I have that? You mm-hmm. done with that? You want a shot of uh, <laughs> tortoise piss? It's only slightly bitter. Oh, fuck you. Oh, yeah. Man. He also um, loved to eat what he described as a 20-pound rodent. 
Okay. Which he didn't like say what it was, and people think it's either like a capybara or something called an agouti. I think I'm thinking of the thing. What are they called? Uh, R O U S S and uh, Princess Bride, <laughs> rats of unusual size. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's what just came to mind. Yeah, Ratatouille's cousin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Except for these guys can't cook spaghetti. That's true. Not even a bolognese, honestly. It's, it's a nightmare. He said that these giant rodents were the best meat that he had ever tasted. Where were they all on the Galapagos Islands? Is that where he found all this shit? Or? It was like like tons of places. He was on the Galapagos, like looking, like doing research on like evolution and stuff. Mm-hmm. But he'd like go all over and like eat these fucking animals. So how I got on this was this lesser Rhea, this giant bird thing, Rhea. I'm not sure how to say it. Mm-hmm. Um, he had been looking for one because he, like, saw footprints and was like, this is slightly different than an ostrich, and he could not find one anywhere. So he wanted to find it not to discover it, but to find it to eat it. Is that what you're telling me? I don't know. I feel like the the line is kind of blurred. Okay. So he found one. Okay. And then he started eating it. And then, like, halfway through, he was like, oh, guys, I think we're eating this animal I was looking for. So then they all stopped. They took the food and the bones and, like, the skin and the feathers and stuff and, Uh like, did research on it. Like, on, like, like the carcass? Like, the dead? Yeah, like, what was left. They, like, cataloged everything and were like, this is what it looked like. And then we put A1 steak sauce all over it. (laughs) So, yeah, they like licked it off and they were like, well, we kind of like we licked off all the sauce. So this is like basically what it looked like. Yeah. Yeah. And then Tommy's in the fucking corner putting ketchup on it. And they're like, Tommy, you fucking kidding right now? First of all, no one puts ketchup on steaks. That's like sacrilege. Oh, my God. Tommy's like the worst, dude. You should see. Sometimes he pours water on steak. Sloppy steaks. Sloppy steaks. But you know what? His hair slicked back. Mm. So. I mean, it makes sense. Can't trust him. Cannot trust him. He's you think real, that's a pushback? That's a slick back. He's a real piece of shit. Tommy's a real fucking piece fucking of shit. Piece of out of the glutton club. <laughs> fucking out. Actually, he fits in. He fits into the glutton club. <laughs> he, kind of, he kind of fucking does. I bet you they all fucking eat sloppy steaks oh, and have slicked back hair. Oh, it's a piece of shit. That's honestly, I think that, that that's it's basically. On it's on brand. It's on brand tracks i don't actually know what charles darwin looks like but i bet his hair is slicked back. it's definitely slicked back like 100 percent. totally i would put money on it i yeah. would put i would put my last pound of ginseng root on it i would bet all of my teeth not just three not just three that's a pretty steep bet all of them how you figured out if you don't have any teeth that's why i would bet all of them because i'm that sure yeah i like your style not sure i like your style mm-hmm. we're getting very very weird. So I say we call it a day. We call this one. We're going to call it. What do you think? Okay. Yeah, I don't I don't really have anything else left. I mean, I could continue to talk, but I don't really have anything else. Yeah. So All right. Well, Ooh, you know what we are going to do though? What? We're going to watch fucking Dune. Oh yeah. We're going to watch both Dunes. Yeah. Probably not tonight. Probably our plan was to do it tonight, but it's midnight. Yeah. Probably tomorrow. Definitely tomorrow. We're going to watch both because if there's one thing I love, there's one thing I am so truly obsessed with that I have dreams about it and wish I could fucking live on Arrakis, Mm. it would be Dune. I love Dune. You love Dune. I fucking love Dune. Noelle loves Dune and I've... 
Noelle loves Dune and I've never seen it or read it or anything, but Noelle's like, she has several copies of the book. I do. Multiple. And multiple And copies. she's read both of them several times. I'm a Dune dude. She's a Dune dude. I'm a Dune dude. Yeah. Dune dude dude. <laughs> so we're going to watch it. Yeah. And she's going to introduce me to this world of Dune. Oh. So. Yeah. You Benny Jessa right. <laughs> I don't know what that means wow! yet. You go. <laughs> All right, girl. Let's end this shit. How let's, should we end it? Should we do the traditional? Are we going to celebrate the stranger keep unusual? Or are we going to do... Um, I, I can't think of anything else. Let's just go with that for now until we think of something else. All right. Okay. Well, as always, remember to celebrate the strange. And keep it unusual. Bye. Bye-bye. Nailed it.